Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Episode 12, Look Harder, Part 2. Jeremy Jones here. Thanks for joining. I love sharing this space with you. Let's hit the ground running today. Here's another fact about eyesight. Research has found that a necktie tied too tightly can increase the risk of glaucoma in men. Uh Uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it. I solely bring this up. There's no interesting lesson here, analogy, nothing. I just, I just bring it up for no other reason than the fact that it checks out my math on why don't we go to church in shorts and t-shirt, right? That should be the dress code, like we talked about from a few episodes back. Okay, our very last episode was Look Harder Part 1, right? This is Part 2, so that's how that works, um, where we discussed visual acuity or clarity or Seeing 2020, you can still have 2020, but also have a visual impairment, have blind spots, or not have accurate visual perception, the relative distance of objects, right? Remember when we talked on about that? So speaking of perception, I want you to think about these perceptions of power. Jesus versus Rome, or Jesus versus Jewish elders. What's the perception here? Martin Luther King, J.R. versus the United States of America. Can one man break the chains of segregation? There's hundreds of years of slavery and segregation. Can one person overthrow a full-blown institution? Or Rosa Parks... One humble woman versus the United States government. Gandhi versus Britain. Imagine Britain with all its tanks and massive armored military ships. The flanks of soldiers elbowing Indians into submission. Who's more powerful? Gandhi with his you know, white faded robe and walking staff or Britain? with its soldiers and tanks and ships and money. Who has more power? If you want to read up on this principle, there's an interesting book out there I like called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. All right. What about an unarmed person versus 12 armored Chinese government tanks? Who has the upper hand? You know what I'm talking about, right? It's one of the most famous images in all of world history. You know the picture, the lone man, the man in the arena, so to speak, from a few episodes ago, right? Empty stadium. The unknown, unnamed Chinese man, we don't even know his name. He stands with such subtle power in front of a dozen Chinese tanks to protest against censorship and to shine his star episode one right for freedom and democracy for choice the video i watched 
it's in the show notes. It had like 6 million views or something. That's just one video. And over the decades, I'd guess the number is in the hundreds of millions of people who are familiar with his courage. Time, the magazine, included this man as one of the most 100 most influential humans this century. Wow. The tanks stopped when they saw him. All 12. When they try to turn and go around, he pivots, and then he stands in front of them again, and then they stop again. And wow, it's like, like Elon said about his cyber truck. This stops my heart. Well, everyone's heart stops. He's halting 12 tanks using power, not force. Then, then this unnamed protester does what? I didn't know this until I watched the whole video. I just knew, you know, he stood in front of the, the tank. But then he climbs on top of the tank. You tell me, what kind of perception did he have? Think he only used his five sensory outer world vision or his 2020 invisible world eyesight? I don't need 10,000 hours of expertise, of strategy, because the biggest roadblock I have is self-doubt. Tank Man, as he's called. Wow. I mean, Tank Man. This was 1989, before social media. He didn't know the cameras were on him. wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to touch hundreds of millions of lives and be famous. He was just being a star, not a moon, shining his individualistic color, living full in the rainbow moment. I don't know if I can overthrow the Chinese government censorship, but, but I can stare down this tank courageously, and I can win the first set like we talk about. He halted a dozen tanks in Tiananmen Square, Tanks who were ordered to injure and kill student pro-democracy protesters. At first glance, your eyes see the dozen tanks rolling down the street in Tiananmen Square. Whoa, how powerful, how unstoppable. It's over. Nothing I can do about that. I mean, I, I would if I could. Ah, ah, but is there more than what? Is there more than what meets the eye? Can we look Harder. You see, Simba, he lives in you. Tank Man inspires me because he refused to censor himself. Don't censor yourself. Don't censor yourself. He, he was protesting against censoring. Uh, to censor, it means to suppress, to delete. And we censor ourselves, we delete part of ourselves when we suppress our power, our skills, our talents, our hopes and dreams, when we turn a blind eye to those things, and then we're only seeing self-doubt. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Who are you not to be? Playing small doesn't help anybody especially you, our deepest fear, right? Our deepest fear 
is that we might be inadequate. That's not it. It's not that we might be inadequate. No, our deepest fear is that we might be great and wild and talented beyond our wildest dreams. Right? We are made out of star stuff to shine, to give, to live, and not just exist. Well, there's no way I'm going to pay off this debt. I mean, come on, these student loans are stacked up like a dozen tanks pointing at me. Come on, there's no way I'm going to grow my business. COVID decimated it, all right? It's too late to change careers. I'm too old now. Mediocrity and quiet depression is, is my cross to bear now. Or... I just graduated and there's no good jobs in this market and there's no way I'm going to, or there's no way I'm going to patch up this relationship. They cheated on me or uh, I cheated on them, right? There's no way I'm going to get my house organized. It's just going to have to be a mess. There's no way I'm going to get fit and get my health where I want it. I'm busy. I'm working. That's just, that's for young people. If only I had more time. Hmm. Look harder. See the king or queen inside. Right, Simba? Right, Sarah Blakely, the Spanx billionaire? Our biggest constraint is self-doubt. It's not health or time. You know I only have 24 hours in a day, right? Yeah, so does Elon Musk. It's not lack of expertise. It's not lack of capital. So... So we can invite self-doubt into our big house. Come on in. Come in. I, I want to talk to you. I have room for you. Surrender. Be here now. Be with it. What's your message for me? Why, why do you keep coming by anyway? What's your telegram? And the deeper message is likely to the tune of, you are more than what meets the eye. I have more to give, to create, to explore, to share. So focus on the self-doubt. You'll see. And probably with 2020 acuity, all the other constraining dominoes will fall and lead to a path of purpose, of intention, of clarity. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting this now. Okay, I'm, I'm getting this now. Okay, well, then let's level up on perception of power, okay? How about this one? Jeremy Jones versus self-doubt. Jeremy Jones versus money. Jeremy Jones versus addiction. Jeremy Jones versus believing in his podcast. Right? This is fun. This is fun. Are you having fun? Want to join me for one more? Let's share our invisible worlds and do another one. Sir Alexander Fleming versus world health pandemics and contagion. Fleming, Scottish researcher who invented penicillin, right, in 1928. Looked harder, I mean, quite literally, actually. Often described as a careless lab technician, after returning from a two-week vacation, he found that a mold had developed on an accidentally contaminated Staphylococcus culture plate. Upon examination of the mold, he noticed that the culture prevented the growth of Staphylococci, and this led to looking harder at the culture. 
So one takeaway here is that he accidentally discovered penicillin. Instead of saying accidentally, like the article said, what if we said inadvertently or seized an unplanned opportunity? Because accidentally has slippery usage here. That makes us think he was like tinkering around with the beakers when he got back from vacation and this cute little bottle of penicillin accidentally hopped over and fell on his lap. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Stick with me here. Stick with me here. Our mistake is thinking, gee, I'm not great. Not yet. Not right now. Not, not yet. But I, so I have to continuously improve and self-develop and grow. So someday, someday I will be. I don't believe that story anymore. See, we're already great. Each of us. And we can become greater, I'm sure. But everything we need is already inside of us. That's why the introduction jingle to my podcast is, it's not about living your best life. It's about living your life. Right? Just be true to your color wheelhouse. Be who you are. No experience necessary. Just be you. Who you are today. Rust and all. You have light and darkness. You have warmth inside of you and coldness. Just like each day here on earth. The yellow brick road will keep extending as you go on your journey. Just trust it. Trust the path. Trust your path. Trust you. And yeah, you could have just clicked your heels three times and be where you want to go, but then you'd miss the journey of discovering heart, brains, and the courage of a lion. Yes, it's, it's, it's been inside to be the whole time, hasn't it? You don't even need a magical wizard in a land called Oz far away. Just look harder. It's right here. Instead of searching so much for the next career, the next customer, the next investment, the next savings account checkpoint, the next property, the next magical weight number, we can be here in the moment more. As we do, we'll discover quite inadvertently more and more antibiotics of opportunity and abundance to help heal our pain and confusions. Back to penicillin. It's the most widely used antibiotic in the world. It's impossible to know how many lives have been saved by penicillin. It's estimated when I was doing my research, 80 to 200 million lives. And it's still saving millions of people in the world today, right? Man, it was right under his nose. It was there the whole time. Right there in Sir Fleming's blind spot. Will you think about this? What might be hiding right now in your blind spot? Hmm. Another takeaway is that he was returning from a two-week vacation. Not 10,000 hours. Not, not I must work and work and work and burn the candle down to the table. And one day, one day, I'll discover this. Published reports credit Sir Fleming as saying, 
One sometimes finds what one is not looking for. When I woke up just after dawn on September 28, 1928, I certainly didn't plan to revolutionize all medicine by discovering the world's first antibiotic or bacteria killer, but I guess that's exactly what I did. One sometimes finds what one is not looking for. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so might there be something to, I don't know, taking more time off, taking more time away from the office? Is there more to being fresh instead of frenzied? He didn't find penicillin after his 9,999th hour of burning the candle. And he also didn't just bypass the mold. Gets back into the office, flicks the light on. Oh, oh, look at that accidentally mold petri dish over there. That wasn't what I anticipated. Whoops, (laughs) better just throw that away. Not so fast, not so fast. Look harder, look harder. Be more present, be here now. Examine the blind spots. Hey, ask for more help in the projects and goals that you have. He said, It arose simply from a fortunate occurrence which happened when I was working on a purely academic bacteriological problem which had nothing to do with antagonism or molds or antiseptics or antibiotics. What? That's such amazing perception. He continues, Penicillin started as a chance observation. My only merit is that I did not neglect the observation and that I pursued the subject as a bacteriologist. My publication in 1929 was the starting point of the work of others who developed penicillin, especially in the chemical field. Mm. Work of others. See how he mentioned that? Bringing more people into the team. Hey, can you help me with my blind spots? You have a different perspective. Show me where I might be tripping up. What this could be. Do we do that? Or do we say, oh, glory and riches could be all mine, baby. I'm going to keep this under my hat. Or maybe it's, uh, this could be really embarrassing if it's just some useless mold. So I better not like tell anybody. Fleming actually passed the baton you know, in 1931. Hey, hey, can you guys take it from here? Next, and write this down in your, ne- in your notes. Next, um, don't neglect your observations. Another great takeaway. So practice today. Be aware of the observations. Don't, don't label anything today good or bad. Just observe. Keep a paper by you or on your phone. Hmm. I really got mad when so-and-so said, or, hmm, I wonder if I try this project this way, or, ah, oh, this probably won't work, or, ooh, hey, see, there's self-doubt passing by again. Just write down the observations and don't judge them. It's probably not going to be penicillin every time you come back from vacation, right? And that's okay. Remember uh, from that earlier episode, the fool's gold is thinking that the gold at the end of the rainbow is the good stuff. But the 24 carat is to experience the experience, to just be in the rainbow moment. You don't have to wait until you get that big check, the big bonus. You don't have to wait until you get married or get divorced. We can observe it all from the balcony of our big house, right? We can observe 
the massive, dark, scary, ominous thunderheads. As well as the days when it's all blue sky. Hey, I don't see one cloud out here. You can experience the experience. You can say, Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its scenes while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sounds of silence Ah, What's interesting about that song is that Paul Simon wrote it in the what? He wrote it in the darkness, not the bright, cheery daylight. That song was written in his bathroom. He wrote it in his bathroom where he turned off the lights. He was seeking the darkness where he could better concentrate. Light and darkness both have a place, a place in the Tai Chi, yin yang. Hello, darkness. Hello, self-doubt. Ah, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again. So let's chat. Let's chat. Mm. Okay. Penicillin, right under his nose. And it was not like, kaboom! Great, Scott, I've discovered penicillin! And the reporters rushed into his lab, knocking him over with questions. Oh, nah, it was, it's just him. Just alone. Starting as, huh, what's, what's this? What is this? this? This could be interesting. This could be something. It wasn't penicillin until a few years after that space of self-discovery and observation. And then he, again, he, he passed off the research and let others run with it. It's like we talk about. You work with others, you collaborate, you pull people in to help you see the blind spots over the suitcases and the pillows while you're changing lanes. So we must not avoid or supersede others' perspectives, but invite them. We ask for them. Maybe you're the boss. So ask your employees, look, I'm not perfect. Show me my blind spots. Or, hey, listen, I have a blind spot in development. How about you be the one to carry this, uh, this dish of mold and turn it into an antibiotic, right? You ask your spouse, heck, I even ask my kids, hey, show dad his blind spots. Just, just don't agree with everything I say. You know things. You, you see things I don't. Let's tell each other our blind spots. Hey, hey, can you give me another pair of eyes on this? And sure, sure, I could muscle and willpower through it. But could there be broader, more complete vision by blending our perspectives? Oh, doesn't all this remind you of football? Right? You have coaches on the field that see the up-close matchups, the plays, the holds, that can feel the energy. They can see the spit flying. But then you have the coaches way up high, way up in the nosebleeds. They can't see the nitty-gritty, but they do see the whole field, the broader perspective. So those coaches keep radioing to each other. Hey, what's your blind spot? Hey, down here we're seeing this. Up here we're seeing this. It's not about if it's better to see the whole forest or to see the individual tree. We must see both. 
I always ask my counselors, my mentors, my family, increasingly my friends, hey, show me my blind spots. One of them told me after my first episode, listen, I love what you're doing here on the podcast, but the first episode was so long, so much to cover. I, I, I love the content, but that's a lot of wood to chop. And I don't like waiting two months for the next episode. So from my perspective, what I see is an opportunity for the same content. Just slice up the meat in smaller bite sizes and get it out on the table quicker. Ah, I like that. I liked it. So I started doing that. And yes, I have my own vision. So I didn't do everything, he said. But I blended what made sense. All right. Let's go back to the breadcrumb on perception of power and sweep it all up, okay? We talked about Jesus versus Rome, Gandhi versus Britain. We mentioned Sir Alexander Fleming versus worldwide health pandemics, pandemics, pandemics. We talked about Tank Man versus the Tiananmen Square Chinese government. And look, it's all sort of interesting, right? It's kind of interesting. But the kicker, the lottery Powerball number is... Can you make some connections to activate this currency in your economy? Is it you versus the weight? You versus the mountain of debt? You versus getting your business to the next level? You versus getting sick again? You versus um, a spiritual journey, a depression, savings? You versus the smaller things, you know, keeping your cool Saying no instead of yes all the time. Getting stuck in routines. You versus the mortgage. Too often, I feel overwhelmed. So me versus overwhelmed. Me versus negative image about being bald, right? I mean, imagine. How lucky were those guys during the Renaissance, the optical illusion that was cool to wear those white curly man wigs? (laughs) That was a major coup for bald guys everywhere. All right. I am officially short-circuiting this episode right here so I can get cooking on the next one. Uh, It's going to be a part three on Look Harder. Takeaway today, all right? Listen to the episode. Takeaway is you have more power and opportunity than what meets the eye right now. Try it out today. Make your observations and look for it. And keep taking chances on yourself. Because the world needs who you were meant to be. I'll see you next episode.